Hello and welcome to the Methodical Methodist Podcast. We have a special episode today. Today I'm going to be joined by my lovely wife, Allie, to talk about our wedding that we had just about a month ago. It's kind of an interesting story because we were married during a pandemic, and so we are going to talk about what that was like, and so hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Methodical Methodist Podcast, a podcast where we talk about why the church is still relevant for us today as we explore themes connected to religion, politics, pop culture, faith, and yes, even the church. Together, we can find out what it means to live into the mission of the church by making disciples. Now, let's get methodical. Hello, everyone. I am your host, the Reverend Andrew Lay, and I am excited to spend this time on the podcast today. If you like the show, hope that you might take a minute to subscribe, rate, and write a review for the podcast. It helps to boost the show and make it to where more people can find it. You can also find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash methodicalpod, and you can find me on Instagram as well. My handle is at methodicalpod, so be sure to check me out. Hey everyone, it's Allie. After a ridiculously high demand, I'm back on the podcast. (laughs) That's right, you're back. Which is just really funny because the first time I had you on, it was like pulling teeth and now you're like raring to go, excited to to have this conversation. Well, Andrew, that's what fame does to you. So welcome to my podcast. I'm wearing glasses Uh, to appear more um, intelligent, and I know that your our viewers, my viewers, cannot see me right now, but I'm confident that my intelligence is is evident through my voice. So anyway, (laughs) (laughs) all right. So we're we're here to talk about our wedding. By the time this airs, we will have been married for just over a month. Um, but we thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about what it was like getting married during a pandemic. We've actually had a few interviews that we've done with, um, the call at Holston Conference and then an interview we did with, um, United Methodist Communications. And we thought, well, Hey, why don't we just talk about it on the podcast too? So that's what we're doing. Yeah. So I've told a lot of people, you know, there were so many things that I was stressed out about for my wedding. Like, would my flowers be perfect? Would my colors all look good together? Would the ties match the bridesmaid's dresses? Um, And a global pandemic was just straight up never on that list. (laughs) Surprisingly, yeah, that wasn't one of the things that you were originally stressed about. No, that changed very rapidly, though. Well, let's let's move back real quick and talk about... We got engaged Mm -hmm. last year. Yes, on May 24th of 2019. So, And we got married May 23rd of Mm -hmm. 2020. And so we were engaged for almost right at a year. Yeah. And so we had a year to plan and Mm -hmm. get everything ready for the wedding. Yeah. Which, let's talk about, first of all, let's talk about how I proposed to you. Oh, my God. Okay. Yes, let's talk about it. (laughs) If you know anything about our proposal, you know that I'm giving Andrew a hard time because it did, of course, involve his one true love, which is John Wesley. (laughs) I'm kidding. Our proposal was absolutely perfect. Andrew, you want to talk about it? (laughs) Um, So we got engaged. And I proposed mm-hmm. at UT Gardens. My favorite place. Which is on the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. And a beautiful setting. Mm-hmm. And I did talk about John Wesley. Um, but it was below my favorite tree that I told Andrew was my favorite tree in the gardens. And he gave me enough, you know, warning. Like, hey, we're going to go on a date. I was able to wear a dress. My nails were done. Um, he planned it. He sent it up. He set it up pretty perfect. <laughs> I did, and I engaged, and it kind of, it just kind of worked out this way. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't plan it, like to do it on this day necessarily, but I decided I was going to do it that weekend, 
And then it wasn't until later I realized, oh, this is Aldersgate. Wait, when did you decide? I've never asked you this. At what point did you decide like, oh, yeah, I'm going to propose this weekend? It all it all depended on when I could sit down with your parents. Oh, okay. So it was like okay. pretty soon after, like as soon as I sat down and talked to them, it was like the next free weekend we had was when I was going to do it. And it just happened to be uh, on Aldersgate Day, <laughs> which is the day, if you if you don't know the story, when John Wesley went to a Moravian meeting and uh, felt his heart strangely warmed while uh, they were reading Martin Luther's preface to the Romans. And so I talked about how Allie had strangely warmed my heart. <laughs> Will you marry me? And she actually said yes. It was um, the most Andrew proposal in the world. <laughs> it, it was. It was. But uh, she said yes, despite the dorky proposal. And then it was kind of like that night we started telling our you know family we were officially engaged. We picked a date at picked dinner date. right after we got engaged. Yeah, we 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 started the wedding discussion planning stuff right away. I think we even like like went ahead and booked the church that weekend. Yeah, we uh, yeah I think like early on we made sure we could do it the day we wanted to. We checked with our preacher, which was Dave Graybill, the senior mm-hmm. pastor that I work with. Um, we got married at Keith. But we were kind of like off to the races. Allie and her mom had everything done within, I feel like, three months. Yeah. Um, you know, we had this year to plan our wedding, but I had 22 years to plan this wedding. <laughs> and so I, I mean, I, no kidding, was that little girl who at age eight was like having weddings for her Barbies. And um, I mean, I had had my wedding planned for for what felt like my whole life. Um, and so I knew I wanted blue bridesmaids dresses. I knew I wanted shoes that looked like they belonged to Cinderella. I knew I wanted groomsmen to wear navy blue. I knew what music I wanted. I mean, I knew pretty much every detail that I wanted for this wedding. And I knew no matter what, it was going to be a big wedding. I was always going to have a huge wedding where when I walked down the aisle and everybody stood up, you could hear it because there were so many people there. Um, which is ironic. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, we, 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 we had the discussion of how many people should we invite, and we wanted to invite the church. We knew that we wanted to have an open, have an open invitation to the church, and so um, we were going to do RSVP to that um, and try to get a, a good number. And I wanted each of us to keep our guest list below 100. I actually did that. I was below 100. Allie was a little above the 100 mark. Just by like 150. Yeah. I mean, not that much over the 100 mark. So we it was we were planning on just having yeah, maxed out. Yeah, it was it was going to be massive. It was so funny cuz Andrew was just taking his his guest list so seriously and being so thoughtful with it about like this person really matters to me. And I was like, oh, I was friends with this person's daughter a long time ago. I'll invite them. Like, that's how that's how my wedding guest list looked like. So These, Andrew, these are my parents' best friends' parents. I can't not invite them to my wedding. I literally invited my, like, my bridesmaid's grandparents. <laughs> Yeah, so so we we you know we had everything ready. Allie bought the dress. We had the that I got two months after we got engaged. Yeah, I mean we had everything yeah. in line, and then reception. Remember, yeah, reception. We had it. We had everything ready, and then I remember in January hearing about the coronavirus, <laughs> and then I remember in February hearing about it a little bit, and then mid March hit, and it it really took a turn mm-hmm. and, and I knew it was going to be really serious. Um, kind of the, the week we shut things down here at the church, we heard from our Bishop who said, we're suspending in-person worship starting this weekend. I remember uh, we had been having conversations in the office that week about, I think we'll do this service and then we're going to kind of see, we may 
reevaluate. We may kind of look at some things, but we we heard word from our bishop that it was mandatory for us to, to not do that, and that was the right call. And I think it was it was a hundred percent the the most responsible thing to do. And I mean, we were the Methodist Church in the Holston Conference. We shut it down before the school system yeah, did it here. Was, it was pretty quickly. Um, so when that first started, I remember Allie was talking to my parents and said, "We'll be okay. You know, by by, by May twenty third, we'll be, it'll it'll be fine, right?" And we were like, "Yeah, of course, it'll it'll be fine." <laughs> and then March ended, and April came and went, mm-hmm. and. Um, Kind of around Easter was was when we decided, okay, this this really is not going away anytime soon. Yeah, so in March, I think Andrew and I were both like really doubtful that we were going to be able to have what we wanted. Like he said, you know, when we were talking to our parents, it was like, it'll be better, right? Like, please tell me I'm right. And um, I was finishing up student teaching, and so that ended when schools. Um, all closed. I was finishing up at the University of Tennessee, and we all went to online classes. Um, then, I guess, right at the beginning of April, maybe, or maybe towards the end of March, it was my birthday, and then my graduation got canceled. And so, at the time where graduation was canceled was the same time that my phone was like, blowing up or people are like, hey Allie, you know what you're gonna do about the wedding yet? Hey Allie, what are you gonna do about this? I plan on coming to your shower in two weeks, but are you still gonna have it? And I just remember laying in my bed and like throwing my phone across my room. Um yes, this is over dramatic because I was just like, oh my gosh, my graduation is canceled and I pretty much knew at that point that my wedding would not look the way that I wanted it to. And so what I told Andrew was, let's make a final decision right after Easter. Because mm-hmm. around that time, we would probably start sending out invitations, um, which we already had done. One of our church members, Brandy Armstrong, did those for us, and they were beautiful. And I was so excited to send those out to everyone. And Easter came. Things were worse. And so we ended up not sending out any any invitations at all. Um, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. Because <laughs> calling all of this, oh my gosh, it would have been a nightmare. So we decided that the best like form of communication to get the message across to all these people we'd sent save the dates to, all these church members, the best way for us to handle a mass communication of, hey, you can't come to our wedding, um, was to just make this very big Facebook post. Yeah, and and I was I was pretty adamant about not pushing the wedding back mm-hmm. because I was I mean we had already been engaged for a year. I mean we'll have had been engaged for a year by the time we get married, and I didn't want to push that back any further. And I thought you know I want to I mean I want to get married. I want to start our lives together. I don't yeah. want to and because who knows when we would have to push exactly. this back. Exactly. I mean we both wanted to start our lives together and logistically like it did not make sense. Um for us at least because we didn't know when things would get better. You know, like at what point we could actually have the wedding that we wanted. You know, who who's to say? And so we didn't want to say, "Oh, well let's do it in August and things not be better in August or oh, let's do it in September and things not be better then. Um, and I'm starting my master's in the fall. And like for us to have waited just wouldn't have made any sense. And that's not something either of us wanted to do. We were so ready to get married. And that's not to say, I mean, I think there are a lot of couples that are pushing their weddings back. And I think that's yeah more than fine. Like if they're going to get the wedding they, they want, exactly. that's awesome. So I yeah, no judgment on, on that at all. No, not at all. That was just something that we decided. I, I was pretty adamant about it, at least early on. Yeah. And um, I think I had suggested, like, oh, we could get married in September on the day my grandparents got married. And Andrew was like, or oh, we could not. Yeah. So. <laughs> I said it a little nicer than that, <laughs> No, I think. you did. I'm but, joking. Uh, so, so ultimately, we, we made the decision that our wedding was not going to look the way that we had originally hoped it would. And so... Um, 
we kind of went through this plan of good, better, best, which is something that we've used here at the church and, and in different ways to make decisions. And so it's kind of funny calling it good, better, best, because it's not really. <laughs> it was actually like. <laughs> terrible, less terrible. And, you know. Yeah. So, um, so the good option was kind of the, our worst case scenario option, which was actually the one we ended up going with, which was just to have our immediate family there. Um, our siblings, our parents, and then our our grandparents that were, were living, and then my two nephews. And so um, that's kind of what we went with. Uh, our better option would to have been to include our aunts and uncles, which would have bumped that number up um, pretty significantly if we had included our cousins as well. Yeah, I think it went up to like 50, nearly 50 people. I, I think it was, it was like, like 30. No, I think it was like 47. Oh, okay, yeah. And then our, our kind of best case scenario was to have us, you know, our immediate family, our aunts and uncles, and then our bridal party as well. And that would have bumped it up even more. And, and you know, we just, we made the decision early on that we wanted to make the smartest, safest decision that we could. And it was going to be hard, and we knew that we were going to let a lot of people out and potentially create some some um, hard feelings but we ultimately decided that our our family's health and their health and our health was was the most important thing and so that's what we ended up doing and and we had a live stream Mm -hmm. during the wedding for for our close family and close friends so that so uh they could kind of see that and and we and we kept that we even kept that small yeah that was pretty private as well um, and, and we're working on getting a wedding video out. Yeah. For Hopefully by, by now, by the time this comes it'll out, it'll be, be yeah. it'll be out. But, um, so we had to make some hard decisions and, and, um, you know, this is wedding season for, for everybody. For I think everybody, a lot of folks yeah. are getting married and, um, a lot of folks are missing out on, on going to these weddings. Um, a lot of folks are having to, to change the way they're doing it or push of, it back. A lot of vendors are closed. A lot of vendors are closed. Um, I think we it ended up for us being a really, mm-hmm. I thought, special day. Yeah, absolutely. I know there was a lot of things that we had had planned that were it was just nuts trying to think of like all the stuff we had already paid for the people we had already contacted. Um, but we were so lucky when it came to our photographers, we use Zach and Sarah photography at a cookful. And then our videographer, who's one of my childhood best friends, Kelsey Woods, um, were so willing to work with us in the change of our wedding. Um, and also, Oh yeah. And our musician, one of our best friends, Josh Stevens, um, and even our pastor Dave, um, they were so willing to kind of work with us with how our wedding was going to look now, and they also were more than happy to like remain that social distance from us. So they weren't close to anyone. We weren't close to them, um, and it made everyone more comfortable. And it was just they were just really, really good to have that day. We got super lucky when it came to those people. Yeah, yeah, I think we were surrounded with the right folks and. Appreciated the way they handled things, and and mm-hmm. um, I think the service was absolutely perfect. Dave did a excellent job. Uh, yeah. he, he had an awesome homily that really spoke into kind of who we both are as people. Yeah. Um, wrapped it up with a nice bow and, and talked about um, a passage from Romans mm-hmm. and referenced how um, back when I proposed to Allie, how mm-hmm. I had uh, talked about John Wesley's heart being warmed while hearing a preface to the Book of Romans. So that was kind of a cool. It was. Bookend uh, to that story. But um, I think one of the interesting things about our wedding, and probably why a lot of folks have asked us <laughs> about it and have written articles about it, is because we had a Lay's potato chip vending machine there. And I'm actually going to let Allie talk about how that even came about. This is amazing. I will literally <laughs> tell this story for the rest of my life. It's going to be like my new fun fact, you know, when you go back to school and you're like, what'd you do this summer? I'd be like, I got a, instead of saying, you know, oh, I got married. I got a vending machine from Lay's Potato Chips. Um, (laughs) No. So back in December, when everything felt like it was, you know, going to be normal, um, I had messaged Lay's Potato Chips on um, Twitter 
and like as a joke yeah like i was like there is no way that they're gonna read this and also my imagination was like through the roof i was like i'm gonna have a lay's potato chip bar and there's gonna be all these different flavors potato chips at our reception yeah because we were gonna be the lay's and that's adorable (laughs) and that's what i wanted because you know what girl doesn't dream about a potato chip bar at her wedding and exactly yeah. yeah so i sent them this i sent them this tweet and i was like literally there's no way that they like see this or if they do they're gonna be like okay congrats on your wedding here's a coupon like i mean i was not expecting anything which we would have been ecstatic oh, i, I think, would have been with so happy i'd have been like yes i don't have to pay full price you know i would have been through the roof but they message us back and end up wanting my email address and contact me and when i tell you that the people from Frito-Lay and Ketchum, their marketing company, are the nicest people in the world. They are the nicest people in the world. And so I started this email chain with them and they wanted to hear about my wedding and what our hashtag was and you know all these different play on words we were doing for Lay's. And I mean, they were so excited and really wanted to help us out at our reception and they wanted to be a part of our wedding and I told everyone I was like Lay's potato chips is involved in my wedding and so I I mean I was literally through the roof we were so excited anybody who knows me and Andrew knows that like potato chips are our guilty pleasure (laughs) and if we go to the store we'll buy like one family size sour cream and onion and one family size like cheddar and sour cream ruffles and we just like eat them all in one setting like it's absolutely ridiculous sounds disgusting but it's true but it's unfortunately really true we love potato chips and so which is funny because my dad who mm -hmm. is you know the original lay Mm -hmm. (laughs) um he always talks about when i retire all i need is a remote control Uh and a bag of potato chips yeah (laughs) i feel that he 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 passed that on down to me i think yes we, I mean, my dad referred to I, him. I think I'm a chip off the old block. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my dad referred to himself the other day as, I'm a chip man. <laughs> he just wanted a bag of chips from the grocery store. We were like, you don't want anything else? He's like, no, just a re- original lace. I'm a chip man. <laughs> and so <laughs> we, oh, uh, we, we literally love potato chips. And so we had contacted Lay's and it. I ended up having a conference call with them, and then they ended up working with my J-Lo wedding planner, Allison Kirkland, um, and talking to her while I did my student teaching. J-Lo wedding? What does yes, that mean? Yes, like the movie, wedding, the wedding planner. Andrew. Anyway, <laughs> so um, they ended up doing a lot of communicating with her because I was finishing up my degree, and so I was just... I was insane and I just had so much going on. And so what we had kind of settled on was they were going to, from what I understood, I don't know because Allison ended up literally handling everything. They were going to help us do a like huge flavor bar with different types of potato chips. They were going to make us one of those really cool like neon wedding signs that had our hashtag, which was new lay weds that Andrew came up with. Um, we were going to have a photo booth with chip bags with mine and Andrew's smiles on them. I mean, it was going to be really, really cool. My friends were were very excited about the, the <laughs> potato chip bar. Yes. They're, they're all kind of big grown men, and so we were going to have wings and uh, yeah. and chips, and so they were they're pretty excited about that. Yes, like literally my students at school, I had like told them about it, and every day or like anytime somebody visited our class, my kids would be like, Hey, did you know Miss Clark is getting a bunch of free potato chips at her wedding? Like, it was so funny. They thought it was the coolest thing ever. And so anytime they would get a bag of chips or something for snack, they'd be like, Hey, Miss Clark, look what I'm eating, Lay's potato chips. (laughs) And uh, so it's just going to be really great. And when we realized that our wedding was just going to not have a reception, um... That was kind of the first thing I thought about. I was gutted. I was like, no, not my potato (laughs) chips. Um, And so I emailed Lay's. Not my potato (laughs) (laughs) chips. Andrew, I was so excited. You know that. And so I emailed Lay's and I explained everything to them. And they just were so gracious and so kind. And apparently, throughout the time that I had had that conversation with them, 
to Rome for our wedding, they had still been in touch with Allison and had had planned this big elaborate surprise for us. Um, sorry if you hear any bumps. I talk with my hands and sometimes I'm hitting the table. Um, but they had talked to Allison and planned this big elaborate surprise for us. And so when we walked out of our wedding um, to cut our cake, this is like our scale down like, ten person or ten I mean, guests. It's literally wedding. just our family. Yeah. They wouldn't let me and Andrew in to cut our cake. And I like they made us wait a minute. Because yeah. we were taking family pictures and those were the same people who had to go get everything ready. Um, and so I was like, what in the world is going on? But I got an email from Lays the night before saying, Hey, we still want to celebrate you guys. We'll have you a surprise tomorrow. And I was like, This has gotta be there's gotta be something going on. We opened the door and this like bright yellow beam of beautiful sunlight like hits us in the face and it's this massive vending machine it's got our hashtag on it it's got our names on it it's got our hashtag down the side of the vending machine and there are potato chips i mean it's full of potato chips i think the first thing i did was scream is this mine (laughs) because i was so excited um and they gave us this vending machine it's ours and um, it's like a proper, like you hit the buttons and the potato chips. You it know. is a good vending machine. <laughs> like it is like the one at your high school on steroids. Like it is n- a nice vending machine. And so, I mean, we were so excited and like our family was having a ball. Like our nephews were so excited to hit the buttons and get their chips out. Like it was, it was awesome. And it was just so cool. Cause it was like, I mean, we could not wrap our mind around it, our minds around it. I can't even talk about it. Um, <laughs> like it was just so cool. We've got a vending machine with our names on it, um, and I literally have told everyone, like our new friends at Lays and Ketchum and everything that I talked to for so many months, like treated us. I mean, just so so well throughout this whole thing, and they were so excited to share it our wedding day with us and to surprise us with this big gift. We just, I mean, I never thought, like, post-wedding, I would say, like, oh, I'm so thankful for Lay's Potato Chips and the people who work there. But, I mean, we really, really are. And, like, what they did for us was really cool. And me and Andrew said, oh, my gosh, we can't wait till like, we have kids and we have a potato chip vending machine and, like, a playroom one day. Our kids' friends are going to think we're so cool. We're going to be the cool parents. We're going to be the cool parents. We are. Yeah, it's it's, it, was, it was neat. It was neat. And yeah. so we don't have room currently in our house for a vending machine so right now it's at the church and we hope that folks here can get a chance to to share in that oh, yeah. um, i've already people... seen some church members say like we can't let them take it like, <laughs> yes you can it has our names on it <laughs> no it'll be cool to share with the church and, oh yeah um they've the church has been really awesome too they oh, they had gosh. a shower on uh, facebook live for <laughs> us and just were so gracious and so wonderful and i mean we're drowning in presence like our friends yeah. and family have been just so overwhelmingly good to us during this and i think like that's that's the thing i want to talk about too is just um a lot of people would be like oh that's terrible but mm-hmm. you know at the end of the day it was such a special mm-hmm. day and people were so awesome to us and and i don't want anybody to feel bad for us mm-hmm. in any way because it was really a, an amazing time in our lives and so we're yeah. um honestly we are just more concerned about those folks who are dealing with families who are are um dealing with this covid uh, virus we, we've you know i mean our bad. hearts are just out with them and, yeah and, and those who are dealing time. with um the racial oppression mm-hmm. that's going on um that's in our, our world too and so are. we're just we're yeah we 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 are fine we are good and so yeah. we um we just we just wanted to share the story and and Allie, I wanted to ask you if if you don't even mind to to talk a little bit about how did you deal with some of the disappointment you felt as yeah. somebody who had been planning her wedding because I've told people like I would have been fine if it was us and two <laughs> other people there like I you know yeah but but you've been thinking about this for your whole life so how did you deal with some of that disappointment yeah so. It was very hard, and I keep making jokes to Andrew, like, behind the scenes when people are like, oh, like, how, how have you dealt with this? And I keep saying, 
I'm on medicine. And Andrew, Andrew always laughs and is like, don't say that, but I'm going to say that. Um, I've, I have a lot of anxiety issues and I always have. And honestly, right before things shut down and it was announced that this was a global pandemic, I started on anxiety medicine. Um, and honestly, I think that's how I got through it. I really, really do. Um, I think just like acknowledging that I had, you know, I had anxiety and it wasn't something that is bad and it's not embarrassing and it's not, it doesn't mean that I don't have strong faith because I do. Um, but I, I had to acknowledge that like I was having a hard time. And so I started on that anxiety medicine and I think that really did help me through our decision making. Um, and I don't say that lightly at all because I really think that had I not started that medicine, I would have been a train wreck. <laughs> I would have been worse than I already was. And I already told you all that I threw my phone across the room. So like, <laughs> you know, but um, I, even even though my anxiety was you know, starting to do better and I was starting to feel better taking that medicine. I, my heart, that didn't change how broken my heart was. Um, it was incredibly difficult. I'm having to tell your best friends that they can't come to your wedding. Having to tell your aunts and uncles that they can't come to your wedding. Um, it was honestly one of the hardest things that I've ever done. And then, you know, Andrew and I, like we said, our hearts the whole time were we care about the people who are dealing with the seriousness that is COVID-19 right now. And so we were taking it very seriously as well. And just having to tell people like, Hey, if you don't stay at home and if you don't follow these rules, I mean, even our immediate family, like you can't come. Um, but luckily our family was just, they all took it very seriously and we didn't have any issues with that at all. But I mean, it, it was very hard and my heart was, I mean, it was absolutely shattered because there are two things I've always dreamed of from graduating from UT and getting married. And both of those things were just pretty much, well, I got married by having my big wedding, you know. And you graduated. And I did graduate. I just didn't get a commencement. But two, two of, you know, those two things were kind of taken from me. Um, and I think that it's important to remember that during all of this, like, when your weddings are canceled or postponed, when you don't have that com- that commencement, even if you're just planning a big party with your friends that got canceled, a dream vacation you've had that got canceled, you know, all of those, all of those feelings you have about that and that hurt and that anger is completely valid. And you, your heart and mind can be in the right place and you can be completely concerned about everyone else and still, and still hurt. For yourself, and that's okay. And those feelings and those thoughts—they're—they're they're totally valid. And that's what I kept telling people, you know. Um, like Andrew and I said, our our wedding was not more important than anyone's lives. And that's that's really what got me through was just knowing that, like, yes, this hurt. But how how much more would I have hurt if, you know, we had this big wedding and something happened to my sister? Or how much more, and and that's kind of dark, but I mean, that's why we made the decisions that we did. And so it was a really, really difficult time for me. But my, I mean, my family was so good to me during this. And Andrew's family was so good to me during this. And Andrew was absolutely just like, he balanced me in every part of this whole thing. I mean, when I was angry, Andrew would kind of talk me down. When I was sad, Andrew would... Sit and let you know. Sit and let me be sad, and I think that was really helpful for me. And we said so many times, "If we can get through this, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah." But and just having Andrew there with me through every step of it, like there would be times where we would be sitting and talking about the wedding, and I would just stop and say, "Andrew, I can't talk about it anymore," and he would stop, and we'd change the subject, and we'd watch Parks and Rec or something that he knew would make me laugh, but just. Going through all of that with Andrew and him being able to, you know, hold my hand through every step of it, of it just reminded me why I, I was marrying him in the first place. And so, as hard as it was, I just really had to keep my mental health in check and 
and have my my family and my friends and my now husband there with me. Yeah. Finding Sorry. the support you needed. Um, yeah. Finding ways to still celebrate. Yeah. Too. I feel like that got morbid. Like I feel no. like it got. A, no. I feel like good. I took it to a dark place. No, I liked it. It was good. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, so we had this change of pace here. <laughs> Transition. Well, I told you it's my podcast now. Okay. Um, so we have this wedding with, you know, our, our 10 people wedding. And I think the thing that was the hardest for me, no kidding. Yeah. This is the truth. And okay. This is so shallow. Okay. And I know that. And I'm sorry. <laughs> To everyone, I, I'm really not a shallow person, but this was the thing that like, made me the most upset the day that I lost my cool was when the governor said that all beauty salons were oh. to remain closed <laughs> through the end of May. Oh my gosh, I lost my mind. I was like, no, I will have a hair appointment. I was like, I have terrible roots. I need a hair color. I need Sheila. That's my hairdresser. She's my best friend. I love her forever. But I was like, no, 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 no. And you can ask Andrew, like, was that seriously not the day that I lost it? Uh, Yeah, that was the the biggest. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh. And that was one thing that I could not help you with. (laughs) No, I was not okay. And so I just, I think I legitimately that was one of those days I had that Lilo and Stitch moment where I just like went into my room and threw and and Lilo and Stitch Lilo Lilo goes into her room and she puts her face in a pillow and she just screams Uh. that's literally what I did I was so upset and then so so was everyone else on Facebook and so the governor changed his mind (laughs) because it's because of you yeah I mean, I literally, like, prayed. I was like, God, please. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, no. Um, yeah, so, open back up. I take Sheila. And I was like, thank you, God. Thank God you're going to get to do my hair. Me, I know this is shallow, but it was... Let me ask you a question, though. Yeah. Looking back on, on, on the other side of all this, mm-hmm. looking back on the wedding that we had, mm-hmm. would you change anything if you could? No. Really? No. Really? I'm struggling to form words, which is a big thing for me. I talk a lot. Um, Well, okay, I'm going to go back on that. Yes and no. You can only say yes or no. Andrew, I say what I want to say. You're on my podcast. Um, It was very difficult not to have the people that I love there. That, That for me was really, really hard. Like not to right. Have. I mean, of course, there's the disappointment of not having, but as far as the day went, as far as the day went, everything was perfect. The only thing that was not was not having the rest of our friends and family there. Yeah, yeah, um, that's fair. I mean, it was a perfect magical day, but like, I would have liked to have seen. Yeah, you know, our friends and family, and I Facetimed them. Yeah. Did I tell you that before the wedding? You did. I did. I FaceTimed all my, I FaceTimed my bridesmaids and I FaceTimed my uncle and uh, my cousin. And so I got to see all of them and tell them I love them. And I sobbed, but the day of the wedding, so it was actually so fun. So I went and got my hair done with Andrew's sister and with my sister and one at a time because rules for COVID. Um, we had to wear masks the whole time, which, you know, it was it was really no problem. Um, my hairdresser and I had, no kidding, been working on my hair color and how we were going to do my hair for the wedding for a year. And so it was perfect. It was so beautiful. Um, Sheila did a fantastic job. We literally cut the front of my hair that day so it would look better up, which I think a lot of brides do, which is actually hilarious mm. that it's like, oh, this piece looks too long. Let me just cut my hair. Wow. And so... But yeah, it was perfect, and so we go to... That just sounds like a harebrained idea to Oh me. my gosh, stop. <laughs> but anyway, so we go <laughs> back to the church, and my one of my mom's best friends, um, Laura Jennings, who is actually my kindergarten teacher, and is actually Andrew's cousin. Yeah, yeah we're um, cousins. 
That's true. So funny. But she had brought me breakfast and everything there at the church. And so I went and got, we went and put on all of our makeup. I did my sister's makeup and Andrew's sister did her own makeup. (laughs) Yes, I did my sister's makeup for my wedding. Yep. Nothing about that is surprising if you know me and Ashley. But so we all got ready and I just remember when I was getting ready, I was like, okay, so many things have gone wrong. But if I can just get my eyeliner to be even, all will be well in my world. I sound so shallow on this podcast. (laughs) The things that Allie is very particular on are, you know, yeah, there there are a few things that you are really like your stickler. My appearance on. is one of them. Well, I mean, sometimes <laughs> it is, but sometimes you 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 know you don't care if you have makeup on a lot. Of yeah, times. like right now, my hair is pink and I'm not wearing makeup. Yeah, and I'm wearing a three sizes too big sweatshirt, <laughs> just to give you a visual. But no, I am very particular about that. My eyebrows, and my eyeliner, mm-hmm. and so it was even. It was even that day. And I was like, this is the best day ever. And that's what it what made it for you. No. That was what made the day stop. so special. But no, it was really great. And there was like <laughs> there was like a 30-minute period where my mom, your mom, your sister, my sister, Kelsey, my videographer, who was like literally helping me do like breathing methods because I was freaking out. They all left me for like a 30-minute period. And there's a lot of things that I don't know about, you know, normal weddings. But I'm pretty sure you don't leave the bride alone for 30 minutes (laughs) right before her wedding. And they just left me. And I think I had to do with the vending machine, like, looking back. But I was so mad. (laughs) Because it was, like, really close to the wedding. We were maybe, like, two hours out at that point. And so I was really getting anxious. I had just finished my makeup and I was like, oh my gosh, the next thing I do is put on my dress. And so I was getting really real and I'm alone for 30 minutes. But I think they were just doing the vending machine. Probably. So I'm, I'm over it now. Yeah, you sound it's, over it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> just let me alone for 30 minutes. It's all right. But the, the, having the wedding so small, and Andrew, I know you can talk about this too, but it really allowed it to be such an intimate day and it was with our closest family and there wasn't any running around and taking pictures with a million people there wasn't going around and talking to everyone there wasn't this you know it wasn't this big show this big party it was just us getting married with the people we love the most and it really allowed me to just be completely in the moment the whole time like, a lot of people always say, yeah. oh, I don't remember this from my wedding. It went by so fast. I don't remember this. I remember every part of our wedding mm-hmm. because it just was so, I don't know. It was special. I mean, I got to go around and say hello to everybody there. Yeah. And spend a good amount of time with, with everybody everyone. there. Um, you know, I got to play with my nephews. I got yeah, to sit down and actually eat food. Yeah, we ate at our wedding. Yeah. So it was cool. It was it was a special day. Yeah. I I personally, I wouldn't have changed anything. I I thought it was perfect. It was perfect. It really, really was. And um, I have one sticky note and a pen. And I've only wrote down one thing that I really want to say that I'm going to get to now. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm really taking over Another transition today. Another transition. So I have really amazing family, and my cousins Debbie and Sam, they live in Colorado. But their daughter and their sister and brother-in-law all still live in Titusville, Florida. So and I their have, son-in-law. Yeah, and their oh yeah, and their son-in-law. Sorry, I was like, what? Yes. Yeah, so they and grandchild. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> they have family in Titusville. Okay, so um, Debbie and Sam are. They're literally the best. They're some of my closest family, and they so they've got this condo there. And in Florida, you weren't allowed to rent out any like hotels or condos or anything because they weren't allowing like travel to the beach and stuff. Um, and so Debbie and Sam had not had anyone in their condo for I think like two and a half months, maybe. 
And they let me and Andrew stay there for a week after our wedding. So we didn't just have to go back to Andrew's apartment. And that was just the nicest thing. And like we said earlier, you know, people were so good to us during all of this. And that was one of those things that I was just like, how lucky are we to have these people in our lives that love us this much? And so we um, ended up going to Titusville the week of our wedding. And I mean, I had not been there since I was a little girl going to visit my great, great uncle. And um, so it was really cool. We got to see a lot of my family and spend some time with them. Family that Andrew had actually never met before. Um, So it was really fun. But we were there the week of the launch of the of the rocket launch. SpaceX. What was it? SpaceX, yeah. And one thing I told Andrew when we were on our trip is that when I first got engaged, if you told me that there was gonna be a global pandemic that was gonna change all of my wedding plans, that I wouldn't take my nice coastal honeymoon to Maine and Boston. But then I would be in Titusville, Florida, alongside Elon Musk. I would have thought you were crazy. (laughs) But if that's not truly how we spent our wedding. (laughs) So we were there during the SpaceX launch. And so we go on Wednesday. We're like, yeah, we're going to get to see a launch. This is the best. We sit in my car. Well, like, first of all. By eight o'clock, there were already cars just lined oh up gosh, on the side of the road, like people camped out, packed, like, like Disney World level, packed. shoulder to shoulder, packed. And so I was like, I don't want to get in that mess. Yeah, I was Let's like, Let's go is across insane. the street to where there was this big parking lot where the Hobby Lobby was. And I, was I was like, Let's sit in the parking lot away from other other people mm-hmm. and watch it from there. Yeah. So we sat in Allie's car. In the pouring down rain. I have a gorgeous video of Andrew um, showing our family how much it's raining right before the launch. Yeah, yeah. So we sat in the car for three hours. It rained part of that time. It's a million degrees. By that, I mean it's like 85. (laughs) And it gets down to like five minutes before the launch. And they call it off. They call off the launch. And so we were like, all right. You know what? This is par for the course at this point. (laughs) Like, of course, they're going to call off the launch. So we go back to our rooms. And I think by that point, we were just kind of over it. And so I think that night was the night that we watched, like, all of Space Force and ordered a pizza. Um, Let me just say, it was out of this world. Oh, my gosh. Stop. But so then... The launch, they had they had rescheduled it for Saturday, which we were initially going to be... We were there on Saturday. We left. But uh, yeah. we were like, oh, okay, we'll watch it then. Well, we went over to my cousin's house, and they were kind of just like, you're not going to see most of it. It's going to be crowded. You're going to sit in your car forever. And I was like, that's so true. I don't want to sit in my car for four more yeah. hours. So we ended up going to Savannah, Georgia for one night. And mm-hmm. we went out to eat, took a picture with the Wesley statue, the John Wesley statue. Um, and there were so many people there. It was super crowded. And I was, me and Andrew. We, we wore masks. We ate yeah, at a restaurant where like, nobody else was at. Yeah, like, we wore masks. We found the one restaurant, time. I think, that had nobody else there. Um, food was good. but Yeah, it was great. But we, I mean, we're like the only people wearing masks. And so we were both like, it's a no for me, dog. And we... <laughs> Just went to Andrew's laughing at me. I'm quoting Randy Jackson from American Idol. Okay, so let me give credit. I'm not getting any do. of your pop culture references. Today. Well, let me tell you, my podcast <laughs> listeners are gonna oh love this. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're never. No one's ever gonna listen to your podcast again. <laughs> I think this, it's gonna be my fault. It'll be. It'll be. Fun. It'll be okay. It'll be good. But so we just went back to the room and like read a book and then drove home the next morning. But it ended up really, like, in the midst of all that was crazy, it ended up just being really, really special. And one more thing before I... I'm sorry, Andrew. I keep changing the subject. Stop laughing at me. Stop laughing at me. (laughs) What's the one more thing? We unplugged. We did. We unplugged the week of our... um, The week of our honeymoon. Mm -hmm. Which was really great for us. Until we plugged back in. Um, we were on a honeymoon. 
the week that George Floyd was murdered. And we came back, you know, to real life. And there is this video of an officer on George Floyd's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds while he yells, I can't breathe, and is murdered. There's a video of the woman and the white woman in the park who's, you know, calling the cops on a black man for asking her to put her dog on a leash while he walked and went birding. And you see her change her tone of voice to sound scared to the police officer. And we we came back from our unplugged week to see just really, really horrific things. Um, also, amid a global pandemic. Yeah. And so, while Andrew and I were able to unplug that week, we realized... I think we both just want to say we realize how privileged that we are, that we were able to even unplug that week. And we went on tons of hikes and we went birding and all yeah. sorts of stuff while we were on our honeymoon. And never once did we have to be scared or concerned about our lives because of the color of our skin. And I know for me that coming back from, you know, coming back from that unplugged week was, it was a lot. And I know that our hearts have been really heavy mm-hmm. these past few weeks. And we've, we've been to, you know, to protests and community discussions and we're, we're doing what we can to amplify the voices of the black community and support our, our friends of color. But I think just to to kind of end like that was just that that was a lot to come back to and, and to know that we were doing those same activities that same week and we're never we're never no questioned. concerns no, no fear no concerns yeah. no fear yeah so yeah yeah I mean you're right <laughs> Well, we hope that you've enjoyed um, listening to this podcast and hearing our story and um, hearing about our wedding. We want to thank you all for listening to Allie's podcast yes, now. Yes, thank you all for coming <laughs> to my podcast today. Um, um, when I start my own podcast to be a rival competitor for Andrew's <laughs> podcast, you all can switch over to mine. Perfect, perfect. You're welcome. All right, next week it'll, <laughs> it'll be back to me, but uh, I hope you've enjoyed this and hearing from Allie. Yes. I'll be back. You guys just just keep asking for me. I'll come back. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of the Methodical Methodist Podcast. If you have enjoyed this show, I hope you might consider heading on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review of the show. It is very much appreciated. And until next time, stay methodical.